I see these same people give Ooh, you such a it. hard time right. in the comments. This scam, this fraud, y'all listen to him if you want. You're going to be audited. You're going to jail. Mm. How does it feel to see that the same, the very same people that you're trying to help have this million dollar <clears throat> net worth are the same people that are attacking you for what you do? Um, it's extreme empathy because people simply fear what they don't understand, mm -hmm. right? If you say something's a scam, obviously you're still confused about money, right? Yeah. So like, I, I just feel like extreme empathy because they're only saying that because they have limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Like this is so impossible to you that you can't see it to be true. So you're going to beat it down because you, you can't, just can't see it. So when people like even say like, Donnie, you can't become a millionaire. Mm -hmm. They're not saying you can't. They're saying they can't. So I, I don't read them that often, but I see the comments. I'm just really empathetic with those people because they haven't been exposed enough in their life and their surroundings to even believe that what we're saying is possible. Yeah. You would give somebody a play and they'll find five reasons why it won't work. Yeah. Because they're still living in scarcity. Welcome to the Social Group Podcast. George got robbed. <laughs> and, yo, actually... We went, we were going to Cancun and Donnie was telling me about it and I almost came up with a really good excuse to not go. To Cancun? Yeah. Because it was Mexico. And then I was coming off the backs of the, the oh, people the that got in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I was really I was really trying to think of an excuse like, oh, I forgot a booking or I'm glad you said that loud. Aren't a liar. No, I literally sent everybody a message. So I was already apprehensive about going to Mexico because it was on the other side of all these occurrences. Mm -hmm. And then GA called, or I might've called you, mm -hmm. and we talked about him being robbed um, because I actually listened to the voice note and I called him immediately, mm. right? That's what good friends do. That's you what know. good friends oh, so do. Oh, put that in the group chat. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I honestly- You just heard the message. Did you just yeah, but I was real quick. I thought- I really thought Donnie was telling me something that I wasn't supposed to say until you said no, something. No, he put it in nah, the group, it was in group chat. chat. So mm. then I called him and like, oh my, oh my God, are you okay? And blah, blah, blah. I think because we had a sidebar conversation and George's, yeah. what I'm used to receiving from George was not the same energy. So I'm like, let me just call George. And when he told me about what happened, now it's like, this is something that is not just in the news, but it hit close to home with somebody that you know and love. Mm -hmm. And... So I'm preparing them like mm -hmm. we're not going with any jewelry, limit the luggage, right. keep your credit cards and things down to a minimum. And they're all like, well, what's going on? And I call yeah. David like, you know, George got robbed. Yeah, You know, it's crazy. It really changed how I even approached the people at the resort. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind to everybody. Yeah. I'm super kind. <laughs> when the food's taking too long, I calm down because I don't know if they're in a the cartel. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to like get me set up. Seriously. I'm like, yo, I don't want to, I don't want to raise no sand. We was on the beach doing too much. We was like loud recording content or whatever. And then I saw the, the guy at the top, like looking at us and I'm like, oh crap. And then we're walking away and I don't know if it, they were coming for us, but there was a guy with like an AK 47 just walking on the, the beach. Yeah. Yes, bro. And I'm George, like, yo, Dave is like, they're looking for us. <laughs> So we're in the airport on the way back and we're stopping at like the concession stand to get yeah. candy and drinks for the plane. Mm -hmm. And because I'm spending all the money in Mexico, I'm treating, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's how I recall it happening. We get to the airport on the way back and we went to like five guys. She got some fries. I got a chicken sandwich. She said, no, I got it. I'll take care of <laughs> I'll it. I'll pay for it. <laughs> so, but she then. She'll never do that, bro. Ever. At a but, restaurant, it's actually, she act like the bill ain't come. 
<laughs> but we get to the concession stand and yeah. I'm like, let me get all of this, right? We got mm. water, we got candy. Dave got two drinks, I think. Okay. So I'm like, let me get all of this, right? Bag it up. The lady puts everything in one bag. Mm. Now, even if it were just one person, it was still too much for one bag, right? right? But because I'm splitting the orders, I ask her. She gives us a bag with a handle, and I'm like, can I get a second bag? Mm. She ignores me. I'm like, I'm sorry. She continues to put things in the bag. I'm like, yeah. Matt, please have a Not second only bag. ignore energy. She's giving ignore energy. She's giving the ignore <laughs> energy. Not like some people ignore you, but some people ignore you to let you know. They've been ignoring you. That was that energy. So I said, I'm sorry, excuse me. Can I have a second bag? Mm-hmm. Your girl pulls out, you know, the bag at the grocery store that you put your fruits and vegetables in? Yeah, little plastic That little clear joint. plastic yeah, thing yeah, yeah, that yeah, don't yeah. have no handle. You just hold it like this. Yeah. She gives me one of these. Now, hold on, hold on. Do that again with that energy, though. <laughs> yeah, she. First of all, she huffs and <sighs> grabs the bag. Yeah. And, but it was like it wasn't even like a bag for the store. It was like something she brought into work <laughs> and she had already eaten her snacks out of. And so I'm like, I'm sorry. Can I have one of these bags? Yeah. And she is like really beyond herself at this point and she just gives me the bag and before I could put my things in she asks for the people behind me uh-huh. she's like next can I help you and I'm like excuse me wait a second <laughs> Dave pushes me along and he's like yo her husband could be in the car <laughs> 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 I, I see Donnie about to be Donnie yeah, right? yeah. Donnie's like excuse yeah. me I'm like we're not doing that here we're not doing that here okay we won't go home yeah. but, uh, we, we made it safely so George tell us what happened and where yeah, were you yeah. going? I was going to see this guy. Yep. Right. Um, and so hard to set you up. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> what, what are we doing here? I'm sorry, bro. What are we doing here, man? Nah. What so I land. Mean? So I, the, I had a crazy travel s- scenario. Anyway, got got delayed. Got there like eleven o'clock at night. So pulling up to the uh, to the Airbnb where he lives, and as soon as I get there, four guys hop off motorcycles, guns drawn. They speak in Spanish. Hold on. Back up. Back up. So. You're you're leaving the airport. Leaving the airport. How much stuff you got with you? Two suitcases and a book bag. Two suitcases and a book bag. Yeah. How are you? How are you dressed? Like super casual, plain hoodie, some plain su- Nikes. Su- super casual, but it, mind you, he landed in, he landed in Medellin late. Medellin. Yeah. So I, I live in Medellin, Colombia. Okay. Yeah. So he landed in Medellin late, and he's obviously American. Yeah. So we think like they were spotting him in the airport. Like, all right, he has luggage. He's American. He probably got money. It's not that many people right. in the airport. He be looking like money too. George I was chill that day though. George always looked like money. I was I was chill that You're day. You're chilling right now, but you look like you got. Did a you have on that watch? Now nah, that the watch oh. I had is gone. <laughs> <laughs> I had on it was, it was plain another plain Jane, but it's plain besides Jane. the point. Rolex though. Besides the point, yeah, but it was but it was like super. I had my hoodie on. It was like you couldn't you definitely couldn't see the. I didn't get robbed because I had the Rolex on. This is fact, right? You never know. And so I pull up to the Airbnb, and it's about to get out the car, and then I see a gun to the left of me. And the guy's Ooh. beating on the window on the right, and they speak in Spanish, which I understand. Un poquito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was just the longest three minutes of my life. So they take everything, take my watch, take my my suitcase, my passport, which that was a whole another scenario because you can't get back in the country without a passport. So then we had to fly to the capital like Wednesday, yeah, um, to get a passport from the embassy. But yeah, I robbed a gunpoint. Yeah. So I had some. What there. about the Uber? You think the Uber driver was in on it? We thought that was a possibility, but I mean, if was he it was Uber or a taxi, it was Uber. Uber. Don't take, Uber. Okay, don't take. I tip, unless it's like a resort and it's pre, like like we talked about, and it's pre-planned. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't do taxis in those countries, and so it was Uber. Gotcha. Um, but I don't think he was in on it because we called the cops, and then he was still there. He gave him all the inf- all his information. If he was if he was in on, it, he was playing a long game. 
Gotcha. The suspicious part about it though is that they didn't take his phone and they didn't take his watch. I mean, it was just a regular watch, but they didn't take his watch. So I'm thinking like you robbing somebody, you taking everything. You'll figure out if yeah. it's worth something after the fact. So that's kind of why we thought he potentially could have been on it. But at this point, who let knows? me ask you, let me ask you this. Yeah. What's your Uber profile picture look like? Actually, I don't know. That's old. I think I got like a suit, suit on or something. Oh mm, yeah. There take it is. that off. There it is. Cause, cause the Uber driver might've seen it like, yo, we might have one. And then, Possibly. dang, that's yeah. crazy. And they're all, you know, Uber driver could be connected to the police out there. Like, it's all the long game. This just might be what they it, do. It's, it's possible. I'm just happy that you made it. But you know what I've been wondering? This happened mm -hmm. outside the Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Were you asleep? No, I'm literally on my way downstairs. Like, he, yeah. he barely has service. So he texted me like, I'm about to be there soon. Mm -hmm. Did you see it? No, like, I came down right. Like, it, was like, it was maybe like a minute and some change after. Because I'm still, we standing outside. I'm talking to the Uber driver. It, trying to at least and for, for for lack of better terms I said you're not going nowhere I didn't at this point I didn't know we were in Carter's place so I'm like listen bro you're not going nowhere because we got to figure this out together yeah, yeah. Right. you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> like I'm thinking because worst case scenario I'm thinking I'm on the side of the road somewhere I don't it's 11 o'clock at night I have no idea oh, I'm in his spot right so I'm thinking like I just got robbed I have no phone I have no way to contact him hopefully he has Instagram or something on his phone because I don't know his number by heart and so I'm talking to the dude and then like uh, 30 seconds later Carter comes down and then that's how I realized I'm at least at the right place. Because that would have been a whole another scenario had it happened on like the side of the road. I didn't right. know. So, what were you feeling at this moment? I had three immediate thoughts. First thought was, I just had a one-year-old son. And if this goes left, I hate that I'll never see him again. Mm. That's my first thought. My second thought was, I'm glad that I practice what I preach. And that at least from a financial perspective, <clears throat> that my family will be taken care of. The third thought I had was, even though I have my wife will have those resources, she's not going to care about those resources in the moment. So I hope that all my friends and family who are equally devastated by this can surround her and my son in love and care in my absence if this if this goes left. That's the. Those are my three immediate thoughts. That's yeah. wow, goodness gracious! You know, I'm thinking that the Uber driver had to be in on it because they just came out of the darkness at the Airbnb. Yeah, He's the right. only person that had the address. And I'm I live in a good neighborhood. Like it's yeah. it's a really good neighborhood. He's the there. only part where yeah. where were they coming from? Yeah. Yeah, and, and the, the windows are super tinted. Uh so it's, it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from Black Voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black Voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR.
Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash socialproof. That's NetSuite.com slash socialproof. NetSuite.com slash socialproof. Not like they could have saw me once we got into the city or anything like that. So, I mean. Wait a minute. Were the window superintendent and they came and knocked on your side of the window? But it was four of them. So they was on all sides. So it's really one of two scenarios. They either saw him at the airport and trailed him all the way from the airport to the address or the Uber driver was in on it. Yeah. That's, yeah. All, that's literally the only two scenarios. Yeah. Right. Well, you would have heard four motorcy- motorcycles at some point. Probably. You're, you're aware. Yeah, for George. sure. They had a lot of situational awareness. So like it definitely... To your point, they had to already be or know. Man, I didn't think about that. Yeah, they probably they had the address. Been, yeah, like had it like yeah. been been closed. Because I feel like if four motorcycles are following you for twenty minutes, you would have heard. You would have heard a it. motorcycle engine. Yeah. But the caveat is, you know, you they would have had to speed around you. They and couldn't have. They would have had to go around him to know. He would have seen them circling, not just coming like out with guns. Four right. people, like four people, following one car. All motorcycles for twenty minutes. But like, I don't but, even but know like, if the person has anything. But no. Medellin, like they, uh, they, a lot of people drive motorcycles. Like it's, it's like yeah, it's, it's like very pants. It's like yeah. it's very very. But common. What I'm saying is they're not going to follow for twenty minutes. I don't even know if this person has anything. If it's a waste of time. The the the, the difference in money there is different. Like it's thirty it's four forty five hundred dollars is one U S dollar. So even if they got four hundred dollars, that's like they rent for like that's two right, months. Yeah. But the point mm. is. You would have, at least when you pulled up, mm. you would have seen these. They would have had to, if they were following you, they would have right. had to drive around the car. Like you would have seen them coming. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They were waiting. They met you at the spot. They it's met possible. you there. You know so what's crazy? Uber had to, because the spotter at the airport didn't have the address. The right. only person who had the address was, was Uber. Uber driver. Mm. You know, yeah, 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 that's interesting, bro. Golly. And but what's crazy is even if you knew the Uber driver was in on it, 
So what? Yeah, like, the cops right. Nothing you can do. Yeah, what you right. Nothing you can do. Yeah. Right. Dang, that's crazy. And you probably were better off getting to the destination instead. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> that, those, cause I, those are all the things I went through. Like, people keep asking me, like, how are you mentally? Like, how are you feeling? And when I can deduce all the other possible scenarios, that's where my mind goes. So it's like, number one, it could have been fatal, obviously, right? Yeah. Number two, I could have been physically harmed in the moment of them trying to rob me. That didn't happen. Number three, I could have been robbed on like the side of the road and somewhere where I don't know, I have no cell service and can't get in contact with them, right? So like, when you think about all the possibilities, even though it was a terrible situation, that was the best possible outcome. Yeah. yeah. Goodness, okay. Well, um, we're glad you're, okay, we're glad you're here with us. Yes, sir. Do you okay. feel comfortable and good about us going on this tour that we're about to go on? I, I do, I do. It's, I not, feel, I mean, it's not an overseas tour, so. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about putting some over-the-water places on there. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we, got, we got a follow in the Bahamas. never go back to Colombia. Yeah, yeah it's, off, it's off my list for now. We got strong uh, listenership in Bahamas, too. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, I would like to do that for sure, but no more Ubers, no black more. car service, black car service. Black car service. I mean, even yeah. So the worst thing that you can do out of the country, the worst thing that you can do, in my opinion, out of the country, like some things that I learned mm. um, from this, never take a taxi because they're not regulated the way that Uber and Lyft are regulated. And for a short term vacation, I wouldn't do an Airbnb, stay in a resort or hotel because they are expecting you. Like when mm. you book that hotel, everything's to a T. You know, they they know when our driver's coming, they know mm. our flight, um, and there's somebody there that's waiting on you. So the criminals are a little bit more apprehensive to pick you up in the car that they know has already been registered at the resort. That's why when you pull back up to your resort, they have to stop at the gate, register right. the plate, who do you have? Because we're making sure that everything is is legit. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, and definitely don't take unnecessary credit card. Like, just take one that you need for travel. I mean, it's, it's by default. If you have your wallet and you always have all your credit cards in there, you always take everything. But leave the extra credit cards at home because now we have to go through the hassle of canceling everything and trying to get it back. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, well. Speaking of speaking of travel, we are going to be putting this tour together. But yeah. well, we've been putting the tour together, and it's been a rough journey in this group chat. I don't think it's been a rough journey. <laughs> yes, it has. has it not been, it, Carter? It, it's been a, it's, no, it hasn't. It's been a journey that you probably haven't been in the car for a lot of the ride because you haven't read a lot of the messages. But the journey, I think, is going well. Yeah. It's, it's, we have four people and we all have our zones of geniuses. And I think if we stay in our zone, zone of geniuses and, 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 and do the things that we need to do, individually yeah. coming together is going to be very easy I think I was very clear that logistically that's not my zone of genius oh yeah we we could yeah, no, 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 no. that without you together yeah. Yeah, but we cannot yeah, yeah, yeah. allow David yes we can no we cannot allow we David sure will allow to leverage David. that as an excuse because he will he will use it oh that's not my zone of genius oh no can't be on that call that's not my zone of genius I'm everything everything except for Getting cameras there and showing up is outside of David's zone of genius. Isn't that the definition of zone of genius? <laughs> yeah, but but this is equal effort. I will say, though, that group text messages to handle business, especially when we're going back and forth on ideas, mm -hmm. give me the most anxiety. And like that day that we, George and I were talking, first mm -hmm. of all, Carter, you're right behind Dave on the anti-response committee, okay? I, li um, I live in a different country. I got an excuse. You got some nerve. 
She gonna call me out. I didn't know you was. I didn't know you was out here too. Carter is right behind you on the no response. So I literally picked up the phone, called George, and we like went over the document, handled things in a fifteen minute call, and I felt so much relief. I thought you were up there too. I am not up there either. Yeah, George is the most active. Yeah, George is very professional. Yeah, George is the most active. See, but I don't think conducting this via a group chat is professional. It's just giving me Mm. like. What are we talking about today? I go y'all, y'all, hard, y'all some hard people to get on the phone now. No. No. I'm not hard to get on the phone. You ever call me and I ain't pick up? Yes. When? I call I mean, you not, Maybe once on a Saturday. But I all, but I, I'll say it again. It's maybe once on a Saturday, which I understand. It's which I understand. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if y'all call me and if I don't pick, if I just happen to not pick up and my phone's on Do Not Disturb, how it always is, not Do Not Disturb, but on silent, I'll call back. But y'all don't, I don't. I don't want to put that narrative that it's hard to get in touch with. Because it's not. <laughs> it is hard to get in touch yeah. with you, James. Yeah, where do you? Well, maybe maybe it's hard to coordinate a meeting with all four of us. I'll say yeah, that. That's yeah. tough. So, all right. all we so need here to, we are. All we need to do is pick one day a week, a specific time, and we just have a catch up call every week to right, to go simple. further on on the tour. But we we have the tour dates and yes. we have the cities. Yeah. The reason I'm saying this conversation is because when it comes to you all into your in your city, I want you to understand. <laughs> That it was, it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, even four people doing anything together is tough. Yeah. Especially for busy entrepreneurs where we, I got a business, you got a business, mm-hmm. you got a business. You be doing stuff too. <laughs> we all, <laughs> we all have our own individual like situations going on. So for, we all have to take a little bit of time to put together this group situation. Right. Right. So that's kind of that's kind of challenging. So what are some tips that we can give to somebody who's saying, yo, I want to do some I want to do something special with my friends. You got the watch. I got the watch. Congratulations. Even won that watch for a minute. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, What are some tips to like to help a group of friends get together and do something special? I think it's um, one respecting each other's um, zone, zone, zone of geniuses mm-hmm. and uh, also respecting each other's weaknesses. Like say it louder for the people in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so me and George working together for two years and we have gotten to know each other on a really good business level. So I, I know what he's good at when I'm not good at. And I also know what some things I have to deal with. Like if he's, he's going to send voice notes, they're going to be long and I might listen to him. Like that's why I'm accepted. I just accept it because he has to accept some of my flaws as well. Which is what? I don't think a three minute voice note is a flaw though. It's just, it's like, <laughs> if that's a flaw, George I'll take it. George is holding firm. I, I'll take it. If that's, if that's the flaw, I'll take yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all drop it in the comments for us wherever you're looking at this at. Do you appreciate a three minute voice note? What's your max voice note uh, SOP? Like what can they send you in a voice note and you're good with it? Would you rather have a three minute voice note or a 30 over. minute conversation? If someone could get out there, cause that's, that's how I'm looking at it. I could call you and get you on the phone for 30 minutes. Or I could send a three minute voice note. What's more frustrating is listening in 40 seconds in someone calls. Ooh. What's more frustrating or, is sending or, or one if somebody calls. F- you forget that part. That's George. super frustrating. You're sitting there listening and your phone blacks out. Yeah. It times out. You got to start over. I'm out of that. But now you don't got to start over. You now just you hold it down and then pull it up. And pick up yeah, where you left off. Oh, you can scroll through voice notes now? Yeah. You, you, I'm you, just you going just... straight to the last 15 seconds. <laughs> Every single You should have never told Donnie that. <laughs> I didn't know or that Dave. you could do that. Yep. No, but seriously, I'm interested in knowing um, what your max time is on a voice note because mine is 15 seconds. If you don't mm. get it out in 15 seconds, I'm 15 not listening seconds. to the rest. I can endure 30. Yeah, I'm good for 15. 40 seconds is getting kind of ass. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. 
I got stuff to do. Yeah, I got stuff going on. People listen to a whole hour podcast. You can't listen to a 30 second podcast. It's not like them like on the phone and nothing else. You can't do nothing else. You can't do anything else. You can turn it on, put your phone down. No, because we need the phone. And sometimes if it's visual, you got a visual aid. So at least you had the visual aid and the audio. You're wrong. Moral of the story is condense your conversation. We'll through. See. George has conversations through a voice note. Like it's a note. It's like just. And that's what it's called. It's called down. a voice note. Yeah, but it's just a what it's note. called. Here's what, I, here's what I think you should do. You should write out your points first because <laughs> I'm, not writing, I'm not writing, I'm not writing out my points because we can hear his thought process. You know what? But maybe on. I, I, know, I do. I do do just, that sometimes. I do do that. But that's what you would do in conversation while sending a very cute, quick voice but note. That's what you would do in conversation. You're organically thinking of the thought. You get the thought out. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not that deep. But we get to rebuttal, and I think that's the part that you're missing. Okay. All right, so the bottom okay. line is, George, eighty percent of your text messages in that group have gone unlistened to. Wow. Is that yeah. true? Is that a consensus? I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it. Yeah. He's, my, he's, my, he's, my brother listens. <laughs> <to him. laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Think of a number in your head. How much do you think it would cost for me a pretty successful entrepreneur to coach you every single day? to give you all of the game. I'm talking about every day for an entire year, Monday through Friday. I'm on I'm on a, a virtual call teaching you how I've done the things that I've done and me updating you every single day in real time on all the business moves that I'm making, all the negotiations that I'm in, everything that I'm doing before I actually do it. How much you think? And let's say Monday through Friday, and then on Thursdays we do a Q&A where not only do you get a chance to ask your questions and get them answered, but you get to ha- you get to hear the answer from a whole community, hundreds of other people on a call, and you get their answers that are going to help you too. What do you think? And once or twice a year, get together, free conference that we all get to come to and you get to meet all these people that you see virtually. How much do you think that would cost every single year? 10000 Not even close. It would probably be closer to 100000 because it's just, I don't, I, I, my, my time is valuable and to give you the sauce that's going to help you make millions, I'd have to charge you at least 100000 But what I've done is created a community where you get the advantage of learning how to become an entrepreneur. You get to network with hundreds of entrepreneurs every single day. You got a community that keeps you inspired and excited. You will read a book club with us every single day. We'll also have an event where we come together once or twice a year for free. We do all of that for $399 for the year. Go ask somebody. I've got receipts of things that I built over the last decade, okay? Uh, I am willing to coach you. $3.99 for the year. Listen, go to themorningmeetup.com or click the link in this video. Um, Let's get back to the episode. But keep in mind, I want to coach you. Let's get started. Wow. Okay. I was like, I got you, bro. I got you. So so let's talk about this tour. Let's actually talk about Zone of Genius. Let's talk about Zone of Genius. Yeah. If I had to pick a zone of genius for George, it would be his organization, his professionalism. He's the one that keeps everybody on track. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my zone of genius is um, I've been effective at building a community and obviously getting our community excited and promotion mm-hmm. and just like coming up with cool ways to actually fill the seats of the tour. Carter's zone of genius. I mean, I, I think I, I think I'm. Hold I'm on, eight. let me do it. Okay, good. good. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I I think he brings us. 
he's a strong, he's an A player in terms of the information that's going to be provided. And the thing that he talks about, I think he has a uh, he has a, a genius that none of us. He brings a really good element of saving money and stacking money and being financially literate. Social, a, a subject matter expert. Subject matter expert. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. I think I'm going to fill the seats though. I think I'm, I think I'm really good at marketing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. An excellent marketer. Okay, excellent marketer for mm-hmm. sure. And <clears throat> I mean. We've got we've, we've to have somebody that appeals to the women. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. <laughs> <laughs> your, zone, your zone of genius is that you're a woman. Is that my zone of genius? No, is that kidding. what you seduced me to? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, she has really good uh, logistical <laughs> ideas. And if, if a train is moving she can identify how to make the train move more efficiently. So operations, my zone of genius is in areas of operations, but also my voice is highly impactful. I can move a room. Yeah, you're ta- yeah, we're all talented. Yeah. Sure. We're, we're, well, Carter threw in his talent, so I had to throw in mine. Yeah. You know, yeah. what I mean? no, yeah, 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 you, you blew that goop chat up. You came with that high energy that one day. I'm like, Donnie, <laughs> Donnie <laughs> bring it down. That was some mid energy today. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, and so honestly, in this group, so let's speak to that. Mm-hmm. Um, in this group, because I have a reputation of being really bossy mm-hmm. and taking over a project and like running with it. With dealing with these three men, I said, you know what? I am going to let them lead this. I'm going to let them lead this. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be the soft (laughs) representation on the tour and let these powerful men handle this. I don't have to exert any power with this group of dynamic men, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I'm getting nervous because we're getting closer and closer to the date of our Mm -hmm. first tour stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we don't have any marketing. We don't have a flyer. We don't have any logistics. We don't even have a venue. And I'm letting it go. Okay, I'm letting it just, Naya, I'm letting it just do, 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 do. And one day I'm just sitting there and I'm like, yo, I got to say something. Like, I'm on edge. And I'm like, <laughs> let me, and the first time I typed the message, I'm like, no, nah, it's too strong. Let me take that out. Oh, that was the, so that was the second. That was the revised copy. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I'm <laughs> That was the revision. I was considering like, I know George knows me. We've worked together. You don't really matter. Carter doesn't know me at all. Right. Let me not. Hmm. I don't want to offend him. He's the one in the group. Let me put this in a way that he'll receive it well. It was- I mean, Carter, the one time he does respond to my message, <laughs> what was the message or to any message. I don't know what I said. What was the tone? Actually, what did you get from the message that you guys are both speaking about? Um, I remember is is something along the lines of, we cannot be doing a tour right now because here's all the things that we do not have. Oh, in place. here's the message. 
I said, okay, so I, I put in a group, and this was me being feminine. I mean, that's how I typed it, all those ends. I mean, we can't possibly be launching a tour in all caps next month, can we? <laughs> Hold on, all caps don't sound like that. <laughs> well, it was. It, we I'm like, I mean, we can't possibly be launching a tour next month. Like, this isn't a this isn't a one day event. We're talking mm -hmm. a tour. So I'm like, I mean, we can't possibly be launching a tour next month, can we? We need venue, budget, travel accommodations, notify our teams to clear their schedules, chef for dinner reservations, marketing content, content posting schedule, program format, theme, ads or no ads. Dot dot dot. Just for starters. Yeah. All right, can I? Um, and what, time, what, 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 what time was that? What time was that? This saying? was at eleven oh six a.m. And then David responds and said, "Well, you could have started with Good Morning." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I woke up to that. I'm like, "This is what are we doing? Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> this is mad aggressive, George. Who is this chick?" Yeah. But <laughs> can, can I say? But, but in my defense, the within the first what was it? The first two days of talking about the tour. Yeah, I laid all that out on the document. All we had to do was execute on it. Yeah. Can I? Can I read it? How she said it? Okay, yeah, for sure. I mean, we can't possibly be launching a tour next month, can we? We need venue, budget, travel accommodations, total ads or no ads, just for starters. Is that how I read it? Is that how I wrote it? Is that how she talks? Because I operate with a, a certain standard of excellence, right? If we're good, we have sure. enough time right now to 100%. execute an excellence. I don't want to be rushed and mm -hmm. because somehow in every like partnership group project, whenever we're rushed, the bulk of it feels like it's on me. That's how it always feels. It's like rush, 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 rush. And then it's like, I got to come up with these ideas. Mm -hmm. So I want to, and yes, we did put these things on a document, but we never took them off the document and started executing. So I was just reiterating because I know he doesn't look at the document. <laughs> so I was, yourself, okay? I, I, he doesn't look at the document. <laughs> so I was just placing emphasis on these things because mm -hmm. I know he likes the short code of everything. And then mm -hmm. George and I genius. get on the phone. We're like, this is who's going to handle this, this, and this. But I'm going to be honest with you, GA, that was a week ago. And I don't know if anybody's like, there's a whole lot of planning not a whole lot of production. Here's the thing, Donnie. I don't think uh, I don't think now is the time to scale back and be soft. I like I like you being you and operating in your zone of genius, but I think you're trying to change your zone of genius because of the perception mm -hmm. of what you think people are going to well, think about you. Well, I believe that um, there doesn't. We don't have to be four chiefs, right? I believe that there's enough talented aggressive, powerful men in this equation, just let me show up. Like for one, can I just, mm. I just want to show up. What? I, you you want to pull a day. You want to uh, yeah. pull a day. You want to just show, show so up. Y'all both want right. to show up. I think if we know. do it right, we all can just show up. Like yeah, we got a front load effort. Yeah. No, 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 no. But in all honesty, I didn't want to be, because you and I are building a relationship. We're newly yeah. getting to know each other. And I didn't want to shock Carter. I didn't want to do that. Cause it could, it could be much. It could be a little, if you thought that message was something to bat an eye at, let me take realm on this. Uh -huh. Me and George have gone, you know, toe-to-toe yeah. -to -toe on leadership and professionally. Yeah. Um, but I think you guys got it. Like, let me just be soft. I'll no. do my part. Listen, I don't just bring the girls out. Donnie Wiggins brings the boys out, too. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Like, if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Of course you would. It's no-brainer, right? So in a calendar year... We make seven figures with the podcast. 
but there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast, but I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby, but I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. Oh, to the right. yard. I, <laughs> I knew somebody was going to say that. I bring the boys out too. You let me focus on my zone. You let me keep them focused. Yeah, for all sure. Right? But I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's it either. I think we do have to we gotta show take, up. Oh, yeah, we all have to be 100%. chiefs in a particular yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. That's how companies are run. A CEO does... He's the chief of that particular area. However, the COO or the CFO is it, the CFO is the the chief of the financials, right? right? So, in that space, you got to give all you got. So, right. I, I don't think we I, we no we did outline kind of like roles and responsibilities mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to outline it again because maybe I didn't see it. Yeah, well, and then... We only, we only did it twice. Yeah, we did it a couple of times. It is on the document. We do need to have a call. If I'm being totally honest, once you guys put, like, your team members in the chat, mm-hmm. I'm completely checked out. Yeah, that kind of that kind of. Yeah, it, it, it completely checked me out. Why be- is that? Because I don't like... Um, I would rather us unfold thoughts and ideas mm-hmm. conversationally, right? Verbally. Let's mm-hmm. hop on a Zoom and handle that. Like, for, just pick a day and time. We'll be there. Right. Rather than seeing the unfolding of, I did this and I did that. Just overarching big picture ideas and conversations for me in the group. All right, so this is what we need right now. We for sure need, we already know the cities that we're going to. Yep. Right. right? And we're getting a little closer to the dates. So we may have to. Oh, whatever. All right. First one is in 2027. I think um, we need to, uh, one, we, we have the, we know what cities we're going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We may need date adjustments though, just getting closer because we got to still get the venue time for promotion and all that kind of stuff. I do think we all have a, a, a strong following. So when we show up to the city, I don't think people coming out to hear what we have to say is going to be the problem, mm-hmm. but we are going to have to like really checklist some things that maybe the team needs to go to. Like if right. I, if I need to, like finding a venue, I can actually find a venue because my my team is good at that kind of stuff. Okay. You know what I mean? Or if y'all have somebody, we just got to give, we need to outline, okay, what needs to happen before tickets go on sale? Yeah. I don't know if we have that list. We could. Yeah, selling tickets will be the easy part yeah. for this. Yeah. Um, it's everything, like it's creating the experience. I think yeah. we need to focus on the experience, mm-hmm. um, but we do still need to drop the ticket. I want to open up with a wrap though. I got you. No, I my solo job. I've been writing. He's oh. nuts. <laughs> I do want to open it. I think that'd be good. Experiential. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. It's like a financial literacy. We're rap. not doing that. You for, you for, you for real? Or are you joking? You have to come see. I think the dopest part about this is that, like, this is the tour thought in general. We went from artists being able to go on tours in different cities, and now as podcasters, we're. 
What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal able to kind of have that same experience and really get touch the people that's been listening to us for months and years and really, you know, pull up to their city and give them a dope experience. And to be able to do that as podcasters, I think is super dope. What's the experience that you all want people to take from this tour? Cause we are 
us coming together is really, really strong. First yeah. of all, um, they don't even know who this us is right now. We didn't talk about who George and Carter are at all. Oh, welcome to another edition of Social Proof Podcast. <laughs> Today we have some uh, some friends, cousins. Y'all see them on the podcast. Y'all seen them around us uh, for uh, for a couple years now. Uh, but yes, let's introduce the powerhouses that we have because here. we have. Thousands of new viewers and listeners every yeah. day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So there's new people that are listening to you right now that have never seen you guys, let alone this is their first experience with the Social Proof Podcast. Their first thought of George is that that's the guy that got robbed. Their first thought Damn. of George. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that is wild. I'm sorry. That's the first thought. No, 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 no. So what's the name of the tour? Social Proof Melanin Money. What do we say? We have like a tagline or something, right? Yeah, like uh, the proof, proof is in the profit. Proof is in the profit. The proof yeah. is in the profit. This is the yeah. social proof slash melanin money collaborative podcast tour right. where we are showing you guys that the proof is in the profit. I want to introduce to you for the very first time, more than halfway into this podcast, uh, <laughs> our good friends who are all about getting to the money. So you guys see me and Dave and we're talking business, we're talking processes, systems, operations, we're talking marketing, we're talking all of that fun stuff. But when it comes to treating your asset like an asset, protecting your money, having financial awareness and having different conversations around your money, these are the men that you absolutely want to hear it from. We're going to start with George Achenpong. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Pleasure to be here. So, (laughs) yes, I was... What episode was that? Like episode like 20 or something like that? Um, it was Long time early ago. on. Yeah, you know, uh, so it was on the Social Proof Podcast quite a while ago. Um, but yeah, like Donnie said, my whole mission is to help people build wealth. Uh, we have a mission of helping, we'll actually decrease the wealth gap by $100 billion in the next 10 years. What does that mean exactly? I'm going to explain it. Okay. Yeah, and the way that we do that is by helping 100,000 people of color achieve their first 1 million in net worth How uh, across five pillars. Uh, number one is income. Can I explain that too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> number one is so, habit, so you guys have cut people off. A hundred thousand people of color people of achieving color. their first one million in net worth, which will effectively decrease the wealth gap by a hundred billion dollars. Is that possible in this lifetime? A hundred percent, it's possible in this lifetime. Hundred through through not just through our community, but through efforts like this and being able. How many people have come up to you and you've ne- and they've listened to? episodes of social proof and said well you've changed my life right Mm -hmm. through whatever medium that you teach on right so we're able to scale our efforts through the education and through the content that we provide because obviously we're not gonna be able to touch everybody individually right we're not car's not gonna be able to have a hundred thousand clients i'm not gonna be able to have a hundred thousand clients but through our financial education community through our podcast through our content resources effectively we will we will be able to do that um and the way that we're going to track that is by awarding and celebrating the people along their journey Right. By giving them actual net worth awards like you. Say, so you see a lot of companies and platforms giving out income awards like you click funnels, you know, people one hundred thousand dollars in a month. We're giving out actual awards to earmark your status as you've achieved certain net worth markers, because what we've realized is that people will do more for recognition than they will for money. Mm. Right. So if you can flip that on his head and you can say, OK, well, what, let's recognize you for something that actually matters and not use it as a exploitative marketing tactic, then that's how you get it done. How do I become one of the 100,000, though? How do you become That's one? That's your tracking, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So you can go through a process of actually submitting. We have a technology that allows you to upload your uh, bank accounts, investment accounts, your debts, liabilities, and that's what your net worth is, your assets minus your liabilities, right? And from there, because we're able to track it and verify it, you can submit for that, and then ultimately we can send you an award. Okay, so 
But so are are you taking people that have a net worth of twenty dollars right now? Or or negative. Or negative. Mm-hmm. They upload their stuff. Mm-hmm. And do you have an educational platform where you're taking the person from negative to million dollar net worth or is yeah, it? Yeah, 100%. So we have a community called the Melanin Millionaires Club. Got it. Is it's, this you and Carter together? Yep. yep. Okay. All right. Yep. And so uh, every we have classes every week. We have a library of, at this point, probably 200 plus uh, yes. on-demand financial education classes. We have live interactive classes. We have an on-demand financial coach called Pocket Advisor where you can DM the coach, ask them questions. Hey, I just got a bonus at work. What should I do with it? Hey, I'm looking that's to start investing. So that's all a part of the platform. And so that's our way to scale at impact because the work will be one-on-one. I know that's not going to, everybody can't do that, right? So we had to create a scalable way to serve people. And that happens through the community. We're also able to track their progress and make sure that they get what they need. And this is based on them actually uploading their documents and new information. Yeah. So that, that is kind of the, the baseline, right? Okay. So it's a, it's a, it's a software where you can li- like sync your accounts. Mm-hmm. So you can sync your bank accounts, sync your credit cards. And it's going to tell you in real time, I have a net worth of $50 or a hundred dollars or 10,000. Mm-hmm. And then from there, that's kind of like your, your wealth health score, if you will, right? Kind of gives you like a baseline of where you are. And then we also ask you a series of questions so we can understand how to serve you best. Right? So do you have debt? Do you have investments? What kind of investments do you have? Do you have life insurance? And so we're able to ask these contextualized questions and then use that as a sounding board for the resources that we decided to to provide people. We don't just generically provide information. We're looking at our community to see what they need most. And then that's how we're able to move the needle for them. I love it. If you're not black, can you join? If you're brown. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, technically technically, anybody can join, right? But we're super serving. Yeah. People of color. And so far, I don't, I mean, we have like people that aren't black listen to the podcast. I don't think anybody is not black has joined the community. Yeah. Well, they're not black or brown or some, some yeah. variation. But imagine this, like, if you're trying to lose weight, you're going to be checking your, or you're going to scale every day, like checking your weight. If you're trying to increase your net worth, most people don't track it in the first place. They don't know if they're doing well or not doing well. So mm-hmm. if you look at your net worth, it goes from zero to 10,000. And then you get an award for your first $10,000 in net worth. Now you're being rewarded for doing the right thing financially. Yeah. Now you go, like, oh, I want to get to a hundred. Yeah. You get to a hundred, you get another award. Now you're like, you're getting celebrated for doing the right things. You know, when we buy Gucci belts and stuff, people celebrate us for the things that we buy, but nobody's celebrate, celebrating you for the money that you're saving or the money that you're investing. When that changes, people will start to change. Yeah. yeah. You know Can you tell us who you are? Oh, I'm Carter Cofield. My goal is to have entrepreneurs live tax-free. So as well as part of your net worth is not just making the money, it's keeping and preserving the money. So we're going to be educating people on, okay, this is how you start investing, but also this is how you decrease your tax liability. So if you make a hundred thousand and you're paying $50,000 in taxes and I can help you get that from 50,000 down to zero or 10,000, you just made an extra $40,000 that year, which can be invested again and help you increase the process of growing your net worth. Mm -hmm. Got it. So hundred thousand people. Yeah, that is a really, really big goal. A yeah. hundred thousand, specifically, black people, black, black and brown people, a mm-hmm. million dollar net worth. Mm-hmm. Is there a date that you have in your head that you should be able to accomplish that by? The goals is within the next fifteen years. Next fifteen years. Yeah, a hundred thousand black and brown people with a million dollar net worth. Yeah. Tell me the story of the first person that accomplished it so far. How long have you been doing it, actually? 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. I've been an advisor for 11 years. I didn't have this specific mission until about two and a half, three years ago. Got you. Yeah. How many people do you think you've, and that's not a long time, so 
How many people do you think you've actually helped accomplish that? Hunt, uh, accomplish a million dollar net worth? Yeah. On the client advisory side, I'd probably say about 40. Dang. Yeah, on the actual like one to one thing. Let's that up. Golly. <laughs> 40 people. Yeah. Um, some of your favorite coaches, you know, that, that you see on the internet too. Yeah. Um, on the client, about, on the on the more scalable community side, uh, on the, I don't know if we've had anybody who hit a million yet. Maybe, I mean, we've had people make make over a million. Um, but in terms of like on the on the community side, I don't think we've hit, had anybody hit the million dollar net worth mm-hmm. yet. Got it. Um, but people have gotten hundred thousand, quarter million, half a million. So we're making progress. That's amazing, man. So what do you think? What do you think? is the biggest reason people don't accomplish this particular goal of a million dollar net worth? I think it's because, well, it's a lot of reasons, right? But I think one of the main reasons is, uh, I mean, which making money is an action, right? Like I think we all can understand now that making money is, isn't that hard, right? When you, especially when you have the right access to the right information, um, saving and managing money is a behavior, right? So there's a lot of emotion tied to, how, what you decide to do with your money once you make it. And I think that's where a lot of people get hung up. And then investing money is a skill, right? A lot of people are chasing, you know, the pandemic was a great time for people to get awareness about investments. They were chasing meme stocks, AMC. Everybody was looking for that. How can I come up quick um, investment? And that's not typically how this game goes, right? And so I think that the challenge is people are trying to solve long-term financial issues and behaviors with short-term fixes. And so instead of doing the work of I need to, I mean, money is fundamental. Spend less than you make, right? But what happens is people go out and they see the next person who's flexing and stunting and they want to do that as soon as they get their money and they don't end up keeping it, right? So if you don't develop the behavior of a person that wants to build a million dollar net worth, you're always going to be in this rat race of making it, spending it, making it, spending it. Because making a million dollars and keeping a million dollars are two totally different things, right? And that's the issue. People can make a lot of money, but they have a really hard time keeping it because they have financial behavioral challenges, which again is rooted in exploitation, right? It's like if you get recognized and celebrated when you get the house that you can't really afford and you got too much house, or you get the car that you can't really afford, but people will say, oh, that's a blessing. Congratulations. But wealth is what you can't see. And that's why it's so hard for people. Wealth is an unexercised option. Wealth is what you can't see. see. You don't wear your wealth. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's a lot very, of people wearing their money, but they're not wearing their wealth. Yeah, I'm watch. Yeah, Riches is measured in, in money. Wealth is measured in time, right? And most people are so focused on being able to showcase, hey, look, I got this, I got that. So we're going to give them the showcase, something to showcase. But in this instance, it's a marker of what you're actually keeping and retaining. People, that's all. When you just break it down, people want something to hide. They want something to be celebrated about. So if you can give them something to be celebrated about, but it ear, it's earmarked for something that's actually going to benefit you and not drain your pockets, I think we can win the game. Mm. Fucks. Real no. quick, I know that you guys are also equally into fitness together. I used mm-hmm. to think y'all were brothers for so long. And I'm, I'm, I'm the better looking brother. We hear that. <laughs> that's funny. I'm the, I'm the one that's married, though. Uh. Ooh. Okay, Carter looked to the side on that one, like, George, you know, I'm gonna have to get you off. Um, When you were talking, I just immediately thought about uh, phrasing, coining the phrase abs. Have you guys done that already? I have not. Um, For attitude, Mm -hmm. behavior, skill. That's good. Yeah, attitude, behavior, skill. You talked about those three pillars for. How like you leverage your funds, and I think that would be a great. I like um, that. 
acronym for you guys. Yeah, shout out on. to Donnie. We're gonna use that one. Yeah. Like Trademark. You're, you're about to share something. Yeah, no, I, mean, I was just uh, piggybacking on off what George said. Like, it's I think it's so dope that we're changing the narrative on how money is used and perceived, right? Because when we get money again, we spend it on clothes and things like that, and then we get celebrated by our friends, and it's like. But that's not what we're supposed to be doing with the money, right? Like, like poor people think the point of money is to spend it. Wealthy people know the point of money is to make it make more money. So right. if we can get people into the habit of making their money make more money for them, then they'll get their freedom back. They'll still get recognized for like for the, what their financial goals are, and they will all be moving in the right direction collectively, which I think would be dope. What right. is what? What are some habits that you have for your own money that the average person who earns seven figures might not have? I allocate my money based on percentage. So no matter how much money I make, 20% is going towards investments, mm -hmm. period. So if I make uh, 10,000 in a month or 100,000 in a month, that's, that number is gonna change. So I don't have to think about money anymore. Every month is based on the percentage and it's gonna go into the account, it's gonna be invested. So the more money I make, the more money I'm investing in it. I don't really have to think about my, my, about my money that much. Are you following the profit first model? Yeah. Okay, so I'm on the right track there. There you go. Doing that. Now, when you talk about 20% going to investments, what kind of things are you investing in? I invest in stocks and real estate. Okay. And is your money strategy to play the long-term game or short-term, or do you do a, boat, a mix of both? Long-term game because long-term games has tax benefits. So when I buy a property for of a half a million dollars, I'm able to get a write-off for like a hundred, hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in okay. the same year, because I'm because I'm a long-term investing in the property. What do you say though to people that we're trying to educate? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about people who could at this time have yeah. negative net worth, right? Yeah. So they're saying we get it now yeah. that you've shown me a vehicle where I could start making an extra two thousand right. dollars a month. You want me to now come out of this negative net worth and take twenty percent? Like, are we right off the bat uh, investing this 20%, this profit first model? Because my question, the, yeah. the second piece to that is yeah. that person who says, I am just now getting to a positive net worth. I can't afford to invest 20% for the long-term game. Yeah. Well, here, here's my take on it, right? So you, you have, hear a lot of people on the internet that will say invest $400 a month for 40 years and you'll have a million dollars at 65, right? So my advice... So, yeah, the, the math is there. Yeah, the math is there. But yeah. my, my, my logic is this, right? I'm kind of a balance of both. Like, I think that if you can only afford to invest $400 a month, your first investment needs to be yourself, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's, that's the real. I'm not saying that you shouldn't start where you are and make small investments towards your progress, but I believe in a, philosoph a philosophy called the wealth triangle. And the first thing you have to do is develop a high income skill set where you make you money. You're, the first, you're your first asset. Then from there you can turn that you can turn that high income skill set into a scalable business where people or systems make you money, mm -hmm. and then from there then you can invest in high return assets where money makes you money. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you can't do these things concurrently, but I think that to your point, if you're just getting you know to a point where you have a couple extra a couple thousand dollars a month, right, you're better off figuring out how can I get myself to a place where I have more than a couple thousand dollars a month, right, extra in surplus. Because the challenge is people are trying to invest small amounts of money and they're not seeing, for them, it's hard for them to see the progress because it's like, well, what is $200 going to do? What is $300 going to do? Now, we just told you what it'll do over time, but at the same token, you can condense that journey if you just can increase the lever of how much more money you make, right? So I think my question then, make it plain, mm -hmm. either of you, mm -hmm. at what point, what's my, what's my marker that says, now I have enough financial assets or enough cash mm -hmm. to start leveraging the profit first model where now I'm focused on multiplying money, not mm -hmm. just investing back into myself. 
I don't know if there's a number, right. but I tell people all the time, and shout out to Alex Homozi, like we should invest in the S&P 500, but we should first invest in the SME 500. Like you should be investing in yourself until you like can make, like until you can make so much money, we have access cash and like your immediate needs are not even a thing anymore. So if you have $5,000 of expenses, once you start making $15,000, $20,000 a month, your expenses are covered and you still got now 75% of the rest of your money to start investing in assets. And you don't, I don't think you ever stop investing in yourself. You just invest more in assets and still in yourself. I still, even though I'm investing in assets, I'm still investing hundreds of thousands of dollars in myself per year. I got, I got a question. I got a question for somebody. What do, what do we focus on first? Do we focus mm -hmm. on income generation, high income skill set? Mm hmm. Or do we focus on patching the holes in our financial boat first? What is the, if somebody's in a bad financial situation, right? where do we focus our energy and attention? Well, one is infinite and one is finite, right? So if you, if you say, you know what, I'm going to decrease my budget to the, the, little, the littlest amount of money I can possibly spend. And you, you could ultimately live on your mom's couch, right? And have a zero, zero uh, expenses, right? But the problem with that is that's a finite exercise, if you can figure out how to make more money, right? I'm sorry, most I'm sorry, finite exercise. What do you mean? Meaning that it's a you can only go to zero, right? The lowest the lowest amount of money you can spend is zero at the end of the day, but the amount of money that you can make is infinite, mm -hmm. right? So I think the problem is people are focused on the wrong thing. Now to your point, if you have holes in your boat and you have bad financial behavior, more money isn't going to solve that. But what I've realized, most people don't have money management issues; they have poverty management issues, right? Like you're just not making enough, right? So for example, you're not spending too much on food. You just, you only make $50,000 a year or $40,000 a year. I don't think, I think that's the issue. I think more, more people, once they realize that if I can just get myself to a more comfortable income level, right, then a lot of my problems will be solved. They're not going to solve behavior issues, right. but if you can get to a certain income threshold, right, then a lot of the things that you thought were problems were, weren't really problems. My journey was reversed though. You know what I mean? Like my... I made the same amount of money, but I just kept spending it. And that started allocating money, right? Mm -hmm. So actually, as a server, I'm taking tips and it's cash, which is dangerous for anybody. Mm -hmm. Because it's like I just have cash. And right. if I want to buy something, it's it's, it's not, mm -hmm. it's, it's easier to let go, right? right. So I would come home and I take a certain amount of my tips and I start putting it in these little buckets, mm -hmm. right? And then the rest of it, I can do whatever I want with it. And I kept the same amount of money, but... I had more money uh -huh. to to invest in like this t-shirt brand. So that, that's just my journey of how I started. Right. It wasn't me focusing on how to make more money because if my focus was making more money, then I'd still be in the same. There's people that are, they make millions of dollars, mm -hmm. but they're right. still broke. Mm -hmm. It's a combination of all three though, right? It's like, here's the, here's the thing. If you, to your you point- You can't focus on, on both skill sets at the same time. I mean, you kind of have to, right? It's like, I mean- if you just focused on, like you said, patching up the holes, that would be helpful. But then you focus on that. Okay, then I'm gonna jump to try to figure out how to make more money. Okay, then I'm gonna jump to that. And like, you kind of have to work these things concurrently, right? Because here's, the, here's, the, here's why. If you focus on patching up the holes, right? But you don't make enough, you're not gonna have anything to put into the bucket, right? It's like, okay, I patched up the hole, but I got $10 in the bucket. But making enough... Isn't making enough based on the expenses that you have and how much you're spending? Yeah, and in theory, depending upon where you are in life, there's some changes everybody can make, undoubtedly, right? Everybody can make. But 
there's some things you just can't you can't cut right it just it just is what it is right so i think it's important to identify and have awareness on where those challenges are and what you can adjust but i never think you should lose sight of your income earning potential because that for example someone could look at their credit card bill right now and they might have ten thousand dollars in debt right you and i know we can pay that you know pay that bill right now right so if you can focus on Number one, understanding why you got into debt in the first place. You never want to lose sight of that. But at the same token, make sure that you're prioritizing being able to earn more income. I think they all just kind of work together. Because if you make a lot of money, have bad financial behavior, you're going to lose it. If you don't make enough money, um, but you have great financial behavior, you have nothing to manage, right? And if you don't figure out how to grow and invest the money, then all you're doing is stockpiling and saving money. It's going to take you a really, really long time to have enough cash to live off your live off your money if your money's not working for you. So that's why they have to all work work together. How was what was your journey like in terms of did you figure out how to keep your money or make more money or did you do them sim- simultaneously? Simultaneously. So, you know, you guys have seen, you've, you've heard my story. You know that I went through a period where I was making, I don't know, maybe a quarter million dollars or so a year back in 2008, 2010, and I lost everything during that recession. And I sat and realized that while I was making what was a lot of money for me at that time, my expenses exceeded what I brought in, left with nothing. So I knew that something had to change, and I started to read books and educate myself And honestly, um, when I started making a lot of money again, I still thought that the name of the game was to save money, right? But it becomes really, really difficult Mm -hmm. to just save money. Mm -hmm. You don't see, it it becomes difficult to increase your net worth just saving money. And these were just things that I noticed, like Mm -hmm. how are you guys buying all of these assets and buying these things? Where are you getting this money to invest if all I'm doing is saving, 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 but I'm also spending a little bit too. And I started to just get in different rooms and different circles. I didn't really know what to do with my money until I made seven figures. Like I didn't start taking that part seriously because I never felt like I had enough before then to do anything with. Mm -hmm. And so when I became a seven figure earner and we've got surplus, then I started asking questions about what I needed to do with my money. And if I'm being totally transparent at the time, so up until about 2018, I was, you know, regularly doing about half a million dollars a year, right? Um, 2019-ish and high and beyond, it started to increase. And at that time, I was dating someone who's in the financial space that said, this is what you need to do with your money. If it weren't for that, honestly, I don't know where I would be on the journey, but it was just somebody closely connected that said, this is how mm-hmm. you need to manage your money, right? And then just watching habits, like listening to these guys and what you guys teach, I'm still learning about what I should do with my money. I still spend my money very, I still, I I still manage my money with fear attached. Honestly, somebody was telling me yesterday that the car that I drive, I drive a Mercedes, but Mm -hmm. I drive a Mercedes SUV, but it's still like, I only bought that car Carter because he pressured me to before that I was driving a Chevy, like Equinox Equinox. or something like that. Right. Look, (laughs) So Does when, the Equinox fit a Donnie Wiggins? No, it doesn't. But the car that now red bottoms on it don't. The car that I drive now still doesn't. But let me tell you something. The reason that I drove that vehicle was because I could easily afford it. After you've lost homes and lost vehicles to mm-hmm. repossession, you have like this fear attached. Like ownership kind of became a joke, 
to mm. me. Like, no, you don't own it until you've paid the bank in full. Mm. So I'm driving the Chevy and blah, blah, blah. So Shan says, you need to buy a car. And I honestly didn't even go to buy me a car. I was going to buy my daughter a car for Christmas for her 18th year. She had just gotten a driver's license. And the guy in the dealership says, are you trading in that vehicle pointing at the Chevy? And I'm like, no, I'm keeping that. And he's like, oh, you said this car is for your daughter, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, so your daughter is going to be driving a, a brand new Mercedes and you're driving this Chevy? Because salesman right there. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah. And so I'm yeah. like, oh, you're going to play me in my face? Give me yeah. two. I want that one for her and this one for me. Yeah. And I honestly didn't even want the car, right? It was just him in my ear and what the salesman said. And yesterday I'm driving. I have someone in my car and we're, we're sitting parked and this Rolls Royce mm. pulls by and I'm like, mm. I want that car. Mm. And he's basically like, because I'm not a car person, mm. that's not where I choose to spend my money. He's mm. like, I'm glad to hear you say that because mm. this car ain't it. This ain't the car for Donnie Wiggins. Now I got somebody else in my ear <laughs> yeah. telling me that my little Mercedes, you know, he's like, you can whip this little thing around curves and corners real quick. Let me see you not be able to paralyze. You playing with me in my face, <laughs> right? Now I have the means to be mm. able to buy whatever car I want to buy. Go crazy. <laughs> See? Go crazy. There, bet you won't. There, bet you won't. <laughs> there is yeah. still this fear associated mm. with, so I, I knew I had it in the bag. I planned it. I'm buying a Lamborghini Urus this year. Okay. I had this investment mm. and mm -hmm. the investment said, do it, right? But then that investment went south and I'm like, see, mm. this is why you shouldn't have done it. If, now I'm starting to calculate all these costs. Like if you had bought that Lamborghini yours, mm. you're down X amount of dollars mm. and this, 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 and this, and this. So for me, I still, I'm listening. I hear what you say. Mm, I right. hear what you say. I'm taking the pieces of it that I'm confident in mm. executing. Mm. And the other part of me is still like, you better mm. save your money, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll say this. I, I'll, I'll say if you had to pick an order, definitely the behavior side is important because it creates a level of awareness of where you are, right? Because if you don't know where you are, it's impossible to know where you're going, right? So I would say definitely start with, I need to go through my expenses. I need to go, th go through my income and see, do I even have a surplus? Some people don't realize that they're kind of floating their expenses with their credit card because they're paying minimum balances, right? So they don't even realize that I am exceeding my income with my expenses. So I would say start there from an awareness standpoint, then immediately thereafter, once you have that awareness, how can I get more income, right? How can I get more income to make this so much easier, mm -hmm. right? And then from there, I would say investing should be the next priority. Yeah. You know you what I would say is first? What? I would tell everybody, this is just real talk. Get somebody in your circle and become closely connected to somebody who is a money expert, yeah. Yeah. period. Yeah. You cannot have friends like this, like the Georges and Carters in your circle and still be making the same stupid decisions with your money, yeah. like step mm -hmm. one. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, I would say just as a better money manager than, than I am because I mean like he's actually a financial like likes a financial advisor um, so like even when I see, see myself spending a little bit I'll look at him like I, nah, I'm good like you know what I'm saying because he's just so responsible with his money like you still have he has, all, he has plenty of money but he has a one car household with him and his wife don't you drive I, a Lambo? I have a Lamborghini how did you how did you <laughs> like his Lambo purchase did mm -hmm. you did you call him and advise him? Well, the oh. thing is, I know how responsible, he, like, he, he, he's still extremely responsible. Like, yeah. because he's so focused on owning the tax lane, there's a lot of things that you don't know about him in terms of, like, where his money is. Because I know he's invested in real estate. Because I know that he bought the Lambo, but maybe drove it once, right? And now it's being rented out, right? So, because I know the behind the scenes, gotcha. I know the market, like, I know it's okay, it's a marketing play, right? But I know the real, right? And, like, he's really, like, 
he is really responsible, gotcha. right? So it's not like he's just out here stunting to be stunting. Yeah. So, but do y'all ever just stunt to stunt? Like that's because that's why she's buying this Lambo. No, first of all, I said I was before well, investment. Well, was the Lamborghini with it saved me one hundred twenty thousand dollars in taxes, mm -hmm. and it makes me twenty thousand dollars a month. So my Lamborghini pays for all the rest of my expenses. Mm. Can you can you give talk? me the play on how to do that? Oh, just get the Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> Go get the car first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, again, if you, if you so you get, you get the Lamborghini in your business name, preferably if you can't get in your personal name, because the Lamborghini weighs over six thousand pounds, you'd be to write up eighty percent of it this year. <laughs> it was one hundred percent last year, so I got one hundred twenty thousand dollars write off. I knew ahead of time that I was moving to Medellin, and I had a friend in Dallas that owned a private rental company. You don't rent out a Lamborghini on. Toro, anything. He owned a private rental car company. He had two Lamborghinis. He sent me the receipts of how much money they were making. He said, I need one more. So I got it, got the write-off, shot the content, lifestyle. Then I gave it to him. I have a Mercedes-Benz AMG I love way more than Lamborghini. So I gave him a Lamborghini. He's been running it out for me. So I, I planned it out before I did it mm -hmm. um, so that I would it would be a, you know, a responsible purchase. So people, you can flex. Like I tell people all the time, like, you buy things to show off. I buy things to write off. We are not the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's wrap that up. Yes. Bars being dropped. Reese, put a pin in that one. Right. That one's going to go on a clip. I see, I read the comments because I see you do a lot of like marketing on uh, Hollywood Unlocked and all of the blog pages. Mm. Or I see your posts end up yeah. there, right? On pages like that. And to know that you guys' mission is to eliminate the wealth gap, starting with people who look like us. Mm who have negative to very little net worths, I see these same people give Ooh, you such a it. hard time in right. the comments. This scam, this fraud, y'all listen to him. If you want, you're going to be audited. You're going to jail. Mm. How does it feel to, I don't know, do you even read the comments? And if you do, how does it feel to see that the same, the very same people that you're trying to help have this million dollar <clears throat> net worth are the same people that are attacking you for what you do? Um, it's extreme empathy, right? Because people simply fear what they don't understand, mm -hmm. right? If you say something's a scam, obviously you're still confused about money, right? Yeah. So like, I, I just feel like extreme empathy because they're only saying that because they have limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Like this is so impossible to you that you can't see it to be true. So you're going to beat it down because you, you can't, just can't see it. Mm -hmm. So when people like even say like, Donnie, you can't become a millionaire. Mm -hmm. They're not saying you can't, they're saying they can't. Right. So I, I don't read them that often, but I see the comments. I'm just really empathetic with those people because they haven't been exposed enough in their life and their surroundings to even believe that what we're saying is possible. Yeah. You would give somebody a play and they'll find five reasons why it won't work. Yeah. Because they're still living in scarcity. Yeah. yeah. I was, right. was going to say, too, even to your, your earlier point where you said uh, pretty much if you don't have any money, the objective is to have the money invest in something that makes you more money. Right. But also we were talking about like a high income skill set. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm like, I'm so pro let's figure out money because it's a, it's a language. Somebody that mm -hmm. makes $40,000 a year may be able to save 10,000. Mm -hmm. Whereas someone who makes a hundred thousand dollars a year might be spending 110,000. Facts. Right. So I can I can go make some more money, but if I don't understand like the P and L or mm -hmm. the fact that a T shirt sells for thirty dollars, but it costs me ten, mm -hmm. and I'm spending money as if I made thirty and right. I didn't make that. Right. right. Mm, so if we have, let's say you can make forty thousand dollars a year and mm -hmm. you can decrease it. I know it's a finite thing; you can only go down, but so much. Mm -hmm. But you can take that money, and this is my question: 
Do you advise people to take the money or figure out how to have more money based on their current income mm-hmm. and invest it into something that makes them more money? Or do we invest that money into ourselves to later make some money? Mm-hmm. Or do we invest the money into something that makes money? Right. I think I understand your question. But So three things. Three things just for everybody that's listening. I think right. there's three things you can do with your money. And this is, as I was working at the Cheesecake Factory, yep. I started to understand this. Mm-hmm. I can figure out how to save more of the money that I have. Right. And then take that money and invest it into mm-hmm. a stock. Invest it into, I don't know, some sort of investment that makes me more money. Right. Crypto, whatever. Or I can take that extra money from me understanding how to have more money. Mm-hmm. And I invest it in my education. Mm-hmm. Let me learn. Let me go to school or take a class on becoming a videographer. Let me right. take a class on on learning how to do a thing, mm-hmm. have a skill set. But eventually, I won't have any money to do the thing. It just takes a little while. It's a longer game, right? Right. Or do we take, after we understand how to have more money, we take the money and invest it in a camera. We invest it in a, a Turo car, we invest right. it in the thing right. and then have the education process then. I think there's three lanes we can Yeah, have no, in. okay, I, I get what you're saying. I would, if I had to pick an order, I would invest in the skill, the education first. Mm. Because if you buy the the item, to buy the car, if you buy the camera, if Carter didn't have the connection to to make the, rent the Lambo out, then he's just sitting on the Lambo with a few, you know, a two, three thousand dollar, you know, car payment, right? So, Investing in the education of how to do the thing before buying the thing is definitely more important, right? And personally, my personal opinion, right? There are gonna be some other people that would advise you to invest your $50 a month because of compound interest. My personal opinion is that if you invest in yourself first, you are gonna have a far better chance of getting to the goal faster. Of course, once you understand the language of money and make sure you're not overspending, then you would trying to incrementally get there with $50, $100 a month, right? Here's why. If you invest $100,000 in the stock market, right, and the S&P 500, on average, it's going to pay you about 10%, which is what? Explain the S&P 500. Right. It's it's basically a basket of the 500 top domestic companies, Mm -hmm. right? And so, on average, it's going to pay you about 10%, right? So, that's what? $10,000 if you've invested $100,000. Do you think it's more probable that a person just starting out is going to be able to get to $100,000 invested to earn that $10,000 in passive income, or that they're going to learn a skill that can make them $10,000 a month? Which one do you think will be faster for the average person? Uh, for sure, earning ten thousand. I mean, learning learning how to make ten thousand dollars a month for sure. Exactly. So because of that, then once you learn that skill, right, you have that skill for forever in perpetuity, and because you've learned the language of money, you can then take the surplus and then invest. Because the truth be told. When people tell you to invest in a stock market and you can make $10,000 a year, you're not actually making $10,000 a year. More realistically, that money is compounding and you're not even seeing that money back because you're trying to build wealth. Mm-hmm. So why would you invest in something that you're not going to really be able to benefit from for the next 30, 40 years when you still haven't figured out your day-to-day life, mm-hmm. right? It's Maslow's hierarchy of deeds at that point, mm-hmm. right? You, you, you stressed out, you trying to figure out how to pay your rent. The first thing you're going to do is go liquidate them stocks, probably at the wrong time when the market's down and now you're, now you're down bad twice yeah. and you got short-term capital gains. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? So like, that's my thought process. Now it's much easier to sell a course and it's much palatable, much more palatable to say, invest your, anybody can invest and anybody can do it and invest $200 a month versus saying, no, actually focus on this first and then let's get to investing later once you have, I have a mastered a high income skill set. Carter? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I completely agree because in your example, you can make $10,000 a year or you can learn how to make $10,000 a month, right? right? Now you got $120,000 uh, 
to actually, you know, yeah, you make $20,000 more per year. And like thing about information is that once you get it, nobody can ever take it away from you. Right. So even if the stock market is going bad or doing, they're doing bad. Now you have the, the skill set to go make more money and invest while things are bad. You want to be able to still make money in bad times because when the economy is down, like now everything's on sale. Right. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If you don't got no money, you can't take advantage of the sale. So you need to find ways to continue making money. So when things go on sale, you're like, bet, I'm about to buy this, I'm about to buy that, I'm about to buy that property, I'm about to buy that stock. So I'm just big on income generation, income preservation, and then and then maximizing the money. Carter, you're single, right? Yep. You are very single. <laughs> what percentage single? There's a percentage? No, yeah. like, there's, there's a percentage. Are you a, a someone's watching this, hearing you say you're single and they might feel away single? Are you a, I didn't know we were not exclusive single? No, I'm single, single. You out, you single. Yeah. So nobody can make claims on you. Okay. Mm. <laughs> um, See, this is like the third podcast I did when I was getting drilled about being single in the last, the last three days. So what I want to know is how important in dating, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not in, yeah, how important is it in dating for you to choose a woman who is financially astute? You know what, I'm, you know what that means? I went to college for two years. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, she doesn't have to be financially astute or or, or, or intelligent because I I am and I I'm I'm more than able to teach, mm-hmm. but she has to be willing to learn. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if you're not willing to learn, and then you're spending your money and looking at me trying to spend my money, it's gonna be a problem. Are there any like baseline prerequisites though? Like, let's say not only is she not financially astute, but she's not making any money, doesn't have the best job, doesn't own anything, credit is jacked up. Are you willing to overlook that entire formula of... That sounds like a terrible... No, 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 I'm not... That's a terrible mix. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, I, I don't want to drink that Kool-Aid. You know what I'm saying? But I would I would say, as long as somebody's willing to learn, because I have the information. If you're willing to learn, I can teach you how to make money. Mm-hmm. I can teach you how to save money. I can teach you how to, how to invest money. But you just have to be willing and able to learn. Do you disclose your financial status to women that you're dating? Not at the beginning. I actually like my the first date is not going to be an extravagant date because I don't want you to I don't want to set a bar and get you used to a life that you can't support on your own. Mm. So then finances do matter. It matters, yeah, in a sense. I mean, I don't want you to I want you to want me. I don't want you to need me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm showing you a lifestyle that you can't support on your own. And then I take that away from you. You gonna you gonna want me because you want that lifestyle again. Mm, you yeah. might apologize a, lo- a whole lot easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm not a, I'm not a guy that wants to manipulate women and say I'm gonna give you this lifestyle so that I can go cheat on you and do whatever I want because I know you're not gonna leave because you want this lifestyle. Yeah, like I'm not trying to be that. What's guy. your type? And like what, what, you, what you like? Like, like physical or yeah. like all just all of it? What you like? Um, I'm, I'm living in Colombia for a reason. So you don't like black women? Like, oh my God! Uh, wow! Flip that up. Oh, so you don't like sisters? Flip that up. See, oh, black so men always to go get to money. Country. They didn't want to go to another country. You oh, had to go to another God. country to find your queens. Crazy. Y'all are batting a thousand a day. Cut that out, man. I'm not about to get. We shall I'm not, not about to get destroyed. We on don't the edit anything on the social media. Oh, 
<laughs> you said it. Y'all are crazy. I didn't know you was going to answer that one. So way. what does that mean? What is that? Yeah, let's, what, maybe, what does that mean? Well, I, so that I, mean? I like, I like Colombian women. They're just a little bit more serving than other women because that's their culture. Here we go. Also, oh, black shit. women okay, don't a, serve. Uh, they too aggressive. <laughs> oh, oh, so now I understand why my text <laughs> message for a status update what? completely <laughs> offended you, Carter. Because a Colombian woman would have said, Bobby, what is the status update here? How can I serve you, King? Oh, no. Olivia, what do you have to say about this? I am out. Do we have an angle here? Throw live the mic. We got yes, Olivia. So, what do you have to say? Because I was going to do it? Yeah, this give her it. Okay. Olivia, what do you have to say she about that? She's over here fanning herself. Right. Like, you just made me. Because she was, she was feeling you for a second. I saw how she was looking at you when you started breaking down the income and all that. And when you said, I'll teach you, I saw her. She's like, who can teach me? But then she Ooh. crossed her arms when you said, Colombian woman. My heart's racing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, me and Carter actually met at the... Uh, oh, oh, was that like, oh, oh, wow. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. This is getting spicy. Are Hopefully. we ready for this, guys? Spicy. Uh, wow. She's okay. Like, you a lie because I saw the shift in energy when he said I moved wow. to Columbia for a reason. Oh. There's a shift here. <laughs> okay. We gotta, get, we gotta get my boy some PR training. She was mad early here. I was like, why is she? I ain't know. We ain't never seen born. her early. Hold on. First off, who invited you? Did you did you see the note on morning meetup or yeah. did you get a text from somebody? I got the note on morning meetup. Did you also get a text though? Hey, I'm in town. No. That's why she feels away. Did you see that? No. She said no. Well, you and went to like Columbia that. and now you don't hit me when you in my city? That's what we doing? We are we are that's what we doing. Okay. Doing okay, go ahead. Nah, keep, keep going, Olivia. <laughs> um, we met at the what event was that? Black Equity. Uh, Black Equity. Black Equity. Right here. Like yeah. okay. Oh, in Miami. Yes, we mm. met in Miami. Um, we actually hit it off. I hung out with him at the... So I'm going to keep it. She's nervous. At the after party. Um, and then... After the party, it's the hotel lobby. Oh, yeah. No. And then, no. <laughs> and after the, it's probably Chris. Crazy. <laughs> but no, we had a good time. Yeah. We had a good time. We, we flirted a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he so he you? likes black women. Did he ghost you? <laughs> Who? Did he ghost you? Man, did you if ghost you her? guys are listening right now, you should see the tension. <laughs> you can almost feel it. <laughs> so what happened? Do you guys still communicate? <laughs> I mean, we still right follow there. each other yeah. on Instagram. No, do y'all still talk? Did y'all ever talk on the phone? Yeah. yeah. Do you still talk on the phone? No. Why not? Because he lives in Colombia and he likes Colombian women. Did he make that clear to you? I seen, I seen some videos. Okay, but he but he likes you when he's with you though. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, but he. he, he, he <laughs> oh, sorry. It's cool when they do it. <laughs> Listen, our name's Bennett. I ain't in it. I'm just so. <laughs> Can I ask, y'all met at the hotel, at the event? <sighs> the after party. This after is a wild conversation. Did y'all ever see each other outside the after party? It might be that song. How did Hold on, hold on, because she's giving some pertinent information. Okay, okay. 
So I I lived in L.A. for about six years. Mm -hmm. So my family uh, is still out there. So after Miami, I went to go visit my my parents. And Carter just so happened to be living in L.A. Living in LA at the time. Mm -hmm. So we met up and went. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. Yeah. Huh. You went where? You was about to say where'd y'all go? Where'd y'all go? I'm not doing this conversation anymore. <laughs> this is I, not okay. All right, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Bring the camera back here. Yeah, what are we doing? Bring the camera back. Would you go out with him again? Yes. Would you go out with Olivia again? If if it makes sense. What do you mean? If it makes if it makes. Hey Reese, bring the camera back. Bring the camera back, okay? Because it's it's still my boy. You know I mean? <laughs> Carter's like I, I am, am not I? going on tour with you guys. Am, am I? Is this how the tour gonna be? I'm out. This is uh, not. Yeah. No, we're just trying to get a, a vibe for your yeah, type, man. and um, well, I feel like so. I feel like we all have we all go through different phases in our dating relationship, sure. right? We try different things to see what you like. I don't know what I like. That's why you you keep you keep trying different. Uh, Things, different type of people to see who you want to be with, mm. and I think it's all dating is an experience. For you sure. see what you like, what you don't like, and I learned something really dope, uh, really important about dating. If we all like say what we want in a woman or a man, but we don't think about the the disadvantages that come with that. Like if you want a boss woman, but you also have to think that that boss woman is not going to be probably not going to be cooking, not going to be cleaning because she's yeah. she's boss, she's busy. So I'm discovering that we can't just focus on what we want in a woman. We got to focus on the things that we're willing to to tolerate her not being able to do because mm. everybody can't do everything. See, it's these absolute categories and boxes for me, right? It's mm. the, it's, it's the absolutes. Someone would say I'm a boss woman. I've never referred to myself that way. I'm a businesswoman that's successful. Right. But with the exception of one relationship, I cooked, I clean my home every day. I have housekeepers, but I also clean. George is married to what someone would call a boss woman, majesty cooking every day. Mm -hmm. She's mommying. She's in these streets. And I believe she's very servant yeah. uh, to you, right? And vice mm -hmm. versa. So it's like these absolutes. It's like you have an experience with a woman of any race and maybe she wasn't ser a serving woman. Maybe she right. didn't cook. Maybe she didn't do the. And now suddenly you, you date two or three of those because you have a type. Um, not necessarily the type that's successful, but the type that's just a slacker. Like what woman doesn't mm -hmm. feed herself? Mm -hmm. What woman doesn't clean her home? That's not a successful woman. That's a woman with some skewed priorities, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it, it leads me to say, have you have you never encountered a, 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 encountered a black woman who has cooked for you or would massage your feet or take some of the pressure off of the day? I haven't had that experience though. Yeah, that's fair. That that is fair, but I think maybe it's it's more about something in you that's choosing a particular type of woman, not that they don't exist. Possibly, I think it could be the culture. We have a different culture in our, let's say, on kind of like in the social media area, we have. We have more of a culture of wanting to be ambitious mm -hmm. or wanting to be, you know who I think started it? Queen Latifah. Really? Think so? U-N-I-T-Y. No, not Unity. It oh, was, I'm a, it was woman song. It was a song. Queen. Yeah, it was something about independence. And then we had Boosie. I-N-D-E-P-E-E-N-T. -E 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 <laughs> and then, and then, we, uh, uh, Maxine Shaw. 
Okay. Living single. Living single. Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. She's, yeah. she's like I, I, a career I think woman. I think it's deeper than that, though. Yeah. Right. Well, black women I have think, to be strong because they had the whole households are down. They had to raise kids. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. yeah. So see, they it's have not to a, have this. It's not a yeah. this or that thing. It's, it's just not like you don't. You don't have to be a black woman and non-serving or unserving. No, you don't have to. Is. And there's not. There's not. But I can understand if he's single and he sees, oh, this person's this way. Oh, wow. These are uh, this particular culture. This is what I'm receiving. But when he goes to Columbia, they got a whole nother culture. It ain't about being lit. They, I don't even know if they want to be entrepreneurs like that out there. Majority, of mm-hmm. course, majority. And he's like, wow, this is very... They just, ooh, puppy, what you want? <laughs> and it's like, oh, I like that. So I can't be mad at him for liking a certain thing, especially in dating. You find certain patterns and you're like, you know, I don't like that pattern. Well, so here's, I agree with you there. There are in different cultures uh, known behavior or stereotype behavior, mm-hmm. but they say the very same thing about those same women is that they're incredibly controlling and possessive and will knock your head off of your shoulders and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it can that be true too? And is that appealing? Is that it? you want your head knocked off your shoulders? Yo, and real, who wants their head knocked off their shoulders? Exactly. I think he was going to say yes to that. These are these these are the yeah. absolute stereotypes that I'm talking about that yeah. just don't apply to all people. You're right, and I don't I don't even think like it's black women because a black woman that lives in Atlanta or a black woman that lives in New York City is different than a black woman that lives in Montgomery, Alabama or like Mm -hmm. a country vibe. You feel me? So he just he just in the mix too much. And you don't like the women. He in in L.A. Well, he was in L.A. Did you ever live here? No, no. Yeah. Chicago and L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a lot oftentimes I, I, I guess that you like extremely beautiful women. Yeah, I mean, Ex- extremely that. beautiful women. Are. You're in L.A. You're probably <laughs> looking at a certain type. She's a vibe mm-hmm. and you have an Internet presence. Right. People know you got money. So you are probably approached differently and treated differently um, because of that. Right. And, and so what, what I'll say is this. This is the last thing we do. Then we're done with the relationship. We're done on me, at least. We're done on me, at least. Maybe. Depending on how you answer this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that we, uh, you know, we are so, like, and I believe that we should, we should date, if you want to date your own, your own culture, date in your own culture. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a limiting belief that, like, we can't get to know other cultures. Like, the reason I love dating other races is because I get to learn something. Like, my ex was Filipino. I get to learn about some Filipino things I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, we can't limit ourselves. I mean, if you, you know, to only date the race, cause that's only what your, your mother or parents want you to do. Like don't, there are so, there's so many dope things about dating other races. Cause you just get to learn about another culture, another race. You don't have to be with them forever, but it's like, I get an experience of another culture in a different yeah. way because I'm, I'm just trying different things. Yeah. I love that response. Yeah. I love that response. I have to admit that I was just a bit triggered when you said, why do you think I'm in Colombia? I mean, I'm, I'm testing Colombian women, right? I mean, like, I it's just, cannot. I, testing. No, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, you're up next, uh, girl. Uh, <laughs> no, I, no, I get, no, and, and I will admit that geez. I did like the answer prior that was quite to that. An answer, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm testing Colombian women. Uh, French chicks, if they don't work out, <laughs> I'm coming to you. No, but it, it is. Thing, I think though. it's triggering to he any yeah. black woman to to be made to feel like we don't know how to nurture men because that's 
exactly what we're known for is being nurturers to children and men. Sorry, who? Who is? Black women, for sure. You have a whole nurturing life. Yeah, but that's what black women are known for? Absolutely. Black women handle handle business, baby. Like, we are known. You go into, especially, Mm. like, the grandmothers and the great-grandmothers. You go in. There's a meal laid out. Get comfortable. Do you need this? Do you need that? Absolutely. I don't know what kind of women you guys are encountering in your lives. No, I'm just saying I don't. To make I, you even question that statement. I'm not. I no, have, no, no. I'm not saying that some of them don't, but black women are known for nurturing. That's yeah. a strong. That's a stretch. I'm, is anybody. Has known anybody for? never heard that? Like y'all never heard that? My grand. Are we talking about? Are we talking about our grandparents were known for, or are we talking about black women today are known for nurturing? I, I would say, in general. How do very we talk much about in it in general? Because a hundred years ago, yeah. we weren't known. We were known for something different. Fifty years ago, black women known for something different. Black women a hundred years ago were still known for holding it down. <laughs> all women hold it down, but are we going to classify this? No, I it's, think not black about, it's not about all women right now. It's about it's all, black women. You're talking about black women. Yeah, it's absolutely. talking about black women because my point is we praise women of other races so much. It's like a, it's like we can all be great. Like sure. Colombian women are great. Mexican women are great. Black women are great. Yeah, it's not sure. yeah. I choose this woman because black women don't. That's the narrative that I'm tired of. Yeah, and what we have to understand is this is what kills me. Saying you like something is not doesn't say you dislike something else. That's right. a fact. Right. Saying you like pizza doesn't mean you hate hamburgers. Exactly. So I think people I get so there. triggered. Somebody say, I like this. I'm not saying I don't like you. I'm just I'm saying I, I like this. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that as a just as a culture and as a people, picking one does not mean the other is less than. That's I agree. I am sad for you though that you've never had that experience with a black woman. Mm. I mean, I still got Olivia was trying. Still got time though. Yeah. Olivia was trying. Yeah. He just Wow, y'all are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say that, like, when we were together, I feel like I was nurturing. Hold on. Whoa, wow. Hopefully. Oh, oh, excuse not, me. Not Pardon like, me. Hold on, hold on. Not, hey, not, hey, hey. Slow down. In a Slow way down. That, like, I yeah. felt How like we had, you? like, chemistry that was not, like. What's happening? What is happening? I don't know. It was super. It so was you, you so were, you, chill. Yeah, you were, you were, you were, you didn't have a nurturing. Yeah. 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 That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were good. You were good. All right. um, So we're going on podcast tour. tour. (laughs) So we're going on tour. I I would love to follow your journey to finding the one. Yeah, we got a whole nother hook on the tour. Like, so I'm I'm not gonna let y'all hold on. Carter in Houston. Ladies, come on out. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, I'm just, I'm just letting things play out. But look. I'm going I'm to I'm step in. All right, me and my mans have several conversations. Obviously, I'm married to a beautiful black woman. Shout out to Majesty. Come on, man. Yeah, shout out right? to Majesty. And we have some very real conversations outside of business about, you know, relationships and, you know, where he is on his journey. Um, and so I think that, like he said, it's, 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 he's dating. At the end of the day, Carter's not mm-hmm. selling dreams to anybody. Right. It's, it's one thing if like you're if you're out here, you know, selling dreams to somebody and, you know, you're also excluding an entire group. He's not anti black. He couldn't be my business partner if he was anti black yeah. woman. Right. Nice. I think uh, he's just in a space where he's been doing what single men do and finding out what he likes. Come on, media training. That's it. Yeah. All right. Publicists coming through. Carter, you've had some really good answers. 
had some shaky answers. Couple of shaky. Ultimately, you've done well. We've done. We both had some shaky <laughs> answers yeah, yeah, this yeah. journey. Yes, you know, maybe we need to add that to the tour. Like a, a relationship conversation. Dating, dating a successful man, or dating an entrepreneur, or an entrepreneurial woman, or something like that. We need to add that as a little. Little game or something like that. Carter, yeah. they say I only date rich men, so don't you feel do. bad. And that's not true. Uh, that's not true. Let me think of somebody. You, you, I, you wouldn't date nobody broke. This is, I've known, I've known her for some time, like and I'm trying to think of no way. her dating. But you haven't really known anybody that I've dated. You've only known one person. I know Matt. We talk a lot. But I'm talking about in one, a relationship two, with. Yeah, I got like I can I can put on. Anyway, you're not doing that. I don't want to. You're not lifting nobody. No, 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 no. I yeah. believe in the feeling. The feeling of what? What do you mean? First of all, this is not about to be about it's me. It's about to be about, I'm about to say this somebody. Y'all put my boy on the seat. Let's get her car. Let's Carter is waiting for this. Yeah, gold digger. No, no, ain't no gold digger, but ain't, ain't no baby boy scenario where a dude borrowing your car and while you at work. Ain't, that ain't that ain't happening. Right. <laughs> that ain't happening. That ain't happening. I'm I'll talk to you on the podcast. She, she recorded. Let me get the car, babe. Yes, 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 ain't none yes, of that yes. happening, G. No, that's not happening. Um, so for me, it's not a financial status more than it is um it's not a current financial status more than it is what we can accomplish together. Mm. Right. Um, do I see? And so I, there's this meme that's going around right now that says don't date potential. And mm. I think that meme is trash. I mm. think that you have to date potential and reality. <laughs> mm. Right. Because if you don't see potential, then that means that you don't see a future mm. in the situation. I have potential even at, you know, what I've accomplished. Everybody in this room has potential. So I want somebody to see the poten potential in me. And ultimately, for me, I have to see the potential in us. I'm very attracted to the power couple model. Right. I'm very mm. attracted to that. And so I have to see the potential in us. Do we have the ability to be a power couple? And by that, I mean, do we have the ability to impact a group of people at, at scale? Mm -hmm. And can we live lives the way that we want to and, and acquire the finances that it, that is going to take? Mm -hmm. Do you have to have that now? No relationship that you know about ever had it at the time that I entered the relationship. Mm -hmm. It developed over time and I'm still that person. Good answer. Unless you want to dive deeper on that. I'm not going to dive yeah, deeper. Yeah. I'm not going to dive deeper. But this podcast tour, though. Yeah. This, right podcast, yeah, this tour. podcast tour. Listen, on sure. the podcast tour, though, um, I think, Carter, you and I are the single two yeah. on the tour. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be interesting to, you know, have this dialogue and these conversations. Maybe we can ha help each other grow. For sure. Well, I mean, down. clearly, I'm, I'm not... I'm not his type, so we can <laughs> we can <laughs> we can have great platonic conversations what you, about what do you like just for the when we come to their city. What do I like? Know, they're gonna, they're first of all, I want y'all to have Carter's type lined up front row, and then my type lined up front row. We with it? We doing yeah, this? Yeah, I'm, I'm, we I'm, do this. What do I like? We we, we, we gonna add that. As so Filipinos say. like you like petite. You like kind of why does stat? it have you to like be petite? Little, <laughs> you like little meteor. I'm not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. He said. He said. He's, he's done enough. I'm if done. You, I'm if you done had enough. to give a celebrity type to kind of, I'm done giving any more. Tall, a little. <laughs> you like little. You like. You like little. You like little. little? You like pickupable. <laughs> fun size. Fun size. Fun, fun size. Fun size. I can okay. appreciate that. Career woman or entrepreneur or entrepreneur preferably. Entrepreneur. You when you get married, you want your wife to be a stay at home wife. No. Okay. 
We can hire that. Okay. Yeah. So they got to be up a little bit, kind of. Got a little bread. I can I can teach you how to make money. Like you know, that, that's, that's how not, I feel. That's not hard. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If you got potential, you want to learn. I got you. It's easy money. Good. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, man, it's over. Are we done? I got potential. I can learn. Like I can learn. We I are can done. Learn. All right. So what do you like, Donnie? My type. Um, I love a smart man. I am. I am first stimulated intellectually. Mm. I also love a in I also love a spiritual man. I love a man who loves God out loud. Mm-hmm. Um I love a man with some business about himself. You cannot be lazy being around me mm-hmm. um at all. Like what are you doing? What are we doing? What's going on? Why yeah. are you why are you so still? And I love me a fine man. I got to tell you that. <laughs> what I is fine? That's fine subjective. Man. So, you know the thing is, um fine isn't one look to me. It just isn't. So all the people, like you can be what society thinks is is really attractive, mm-hmm. but your attitude sucks and you're not fine to me whatsoever. But I love a man who prioritizes his physical fitness. That's really sexy to me because I I like to be fun sized to my type. So 6'4", about 220. I like the big back and the thick neck. You know what I mean? There's going to be a bunch of swole dudes laying around. Right. Oh, like, for sure. Are they doing security? What's going on? doing curls line. But, but, but I, don't, I don't really like swole. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it just really depends. I love a man who prioritizes his physical fitness. I love a man who... Um, is smart. He's intellect. You know, we can have a stimulating intellectual conversation. I love an emotionally intelligent man. I've really discovered that about myself recently. Like, I love a man who knows how to balance his emotions, uh, you know, properly, responsibly. And I like a man who's into his appearance. Like, take care of yourself. Cut your nails. Houston, Texas is going to be lined up outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep man. your nails trimmed. Really lied around the block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not necessarily like, I'm not necessarily available in that way. What about income requirement? That's um, mm. that's a little tricky for me because honestly, I don't know that. I like to just live my life the way I like to I live wish it. I you would hear a lie. Go ahead. I like to be able to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't have... So you have, can't date nobody broke? Well, not broke. So broke is a mindset, right? Like... I can't date anybody that has Broke is not a mindset Broke She has is. had some PR training Listen Seriously I like I can help any man Be lit financially oh gosh, I can't believe this It's the truth It just really is the truth Now I'm not in the business of Helping a man be lit financially, but I don't really work. Like if you give me all of the intangibles, then the tangibles we can make sense of. Right. If if you treat me well, you make me feel good. You have business about yourself and maybe you just hadn't had your break yet. I can work with that because I know what I can bring to the table. I know that being connect with bringing being connected to me and my group can bring to the table. But I could not. You can't be a drive my car kind of guy. You can't be a stay at my house and not paying any bills kind of man. Like, not that. You you got to be able to provide for yourself. Mm-hmm. I do desire to live a luxury lifestyle, but I still am okay, like, um, building with somebody. Big, fine, big, 
thick neck, muscular <laughs> target manager that makes fifty thousand. He got his. He but got, got everything own, else though. He, he got, got his own else. one bedroom apartment. Um, he takes care of himself. Goes to work every day. Not. I'm not saying like the cashier at Target. I'm talking about the manager. Corporate the office manager. or store location. Store location. Fifty, sixty thousand. You know what I mean? You got to put that red shirt on. Yeah, oh, the sure. red shirt with the name tag. So and I the see him as an asset because of how much money I spend a month <laughs> at Target. So right? yes, you would date. He would, would save me some money. You would okay. date Chad that works at Target. Manager works on his body. Chad has to be ambitious outside of working at Target. Okay. I mean, you worked at the Cheesecake Factory. For sure. So yes, I would date Chad, who works at Target, but I right probably. Now? I probably would not, <laughs> I probably wouldn't be exclusive with Chad who works at Target. Um, the Brooklyn's hold so you let good. me, let me tell you why. The Brooklyn's hold you good. It's thought, not even about, I, so I've been here. <laughs> no, be seriously. Is that true? <laughs> the Brooklyn's hold you good? Let me tell you why for me, uh, it, there has to be financial stability involved. I have oh, seriously gosh. dated someone who I made more money than, and it honestly never bothered me because even though I made more money, he made enough money to do the things that I like to do. That's so cool. I'm fine with that. The reason that it's a problem for me now is because he was so insecure. He was just so, he would always say things like, well, if somebody else came along with some more, more money, mm. blah, 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 blah. No, Negro, if somebody else came along with more confidence, you'd be done. Mm. Like, <laughs> Let's go. I like that. That's real. That's so real. that's the bigger issue for me. I'm not looking. I don't. I have. And this is this is a, a plus and a and a minus. I have what I need. Do I want more? Sure. And do I want to be able to get more with my man? Yes. But I'm not looking for somebody to enter a relationship and like light me up, turn me up. I don't, that's not what I need in this season of my life. I need somebody that I can decompress with, that I can trust, that's loyal. I need somebody who can build with me. I see potential with, and I'm proud of, like, I have to be proud of you. Mm. So those are the things, like, I love that. I need mm. to be proud of you and you're kind to me. I need to, you need to really be kind and gentle with me because I can be either extremely soft and gentle and that's who I desire to be, or I can be really, I don't give a you know what, and that's not going to last for me. Eventually, I'm going to find the the courage to exit that situation because that's just not who I want to be in my life. So I need somebody who's really, really kind. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, as we're on this tour, y'all, I want y'all to bring flowers. Bring some flowers to Donnie. Ladies, if you, got, if you mix with a little Colombian, bring some flowers to Carter. And uh, we just want to see. We just want to see. Just shoot your shot. Shoot your, you might make it on the podcast. Like, just shoot your shot, okay? Well, I don't know. Depending on what happens today, he might be unavailable by the time the tour comes about. Right, uh, Olivia. First, Olivia, you need to be more aggressive and say no, no, what no, you no, want. No, 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 no. He doesn't like aggressive, oh, 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 aggression. Like he doesn't like But she still needs to go after it, though. What I need you to do is be soft, aggressive, like, Poppy. Ask him, ask him on a date. While he's here, how long? When you go home? Oh, flight, he's got my a couple. My flight is leaving in two hours. Oh, can you, you know take what? him to the take airport? Him to the airport. He arrived in an Uber. Ask her if she can take. Her. What are we doing? Well, yo, can I take? Do you, you want to take? Would you like to? Do you want to take Carter to the airport? Can you take Carter to the airport? 
Y'all are crazy. Why, why are you cutting up like this, man? Y'all wow. Let me ask you this. What is happening? Would you like to continue the conversation with Carter? Yes. What? Not really. No? I, I think Carter's amazing. Yes. Okay. The mic, I need you to have the mic though. Pick up your mic. Okay. You sending them on the Uber. Now I know what you're saying about black women. Now I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. You got me. I know. Yeah. We're good. We Are y'all good? Stacked. You don't sound like you want that. Really, it sounds like. Thank so, you. For sounds hurt. It's like you know what? I want you to live your life. Okay. <laughs> Come back to me out. when you yeah. see. I hope you find Chill. what you're looking for. Chill. That's how. Anyway. F you, Carter. F you, Carter. You go out there and you find what you're looking for because Donnie, I if wait. I wasn't good enough for you, I can't wait. With your little Colombian wife, with your little Colombian baby, you go and have Columbia your little Colombian baby, Carter. Yeah. It's okay. I'll be fine. Uh, Donnie, wait. Oh, this gonna be a fun tour. I'm on your head. I'm on your head yeah. this whole tour. You best uh, believe. He had no idea what he was signing up for. Uh, hey, listen, y'all, make sure, uh, do us a favor, leave in the comments the city that you're in or the, the closest city to you. We want to know where we should go. And we have an outline already, but hopefully we miss somebody. Hopefully there's like an overwhelming amount of people that say, yo, you need to come here. And uh, we got we to gotta make it happen. So uh, we will... Definitely, definitely be uh, promoting. You guys will see it. So uh, let us know where y'all want us to come. This tour is going to be phenomenal. We're going to be teaching. Like, I, I don't know anybody better at teaching business than Donnie Wiggins, helping you understand and lay out how you're going to get from step A to step B to step C systematically. Uh, I'm going to be teaching uh, entrepreneurship, also more of kind of the marketing and how do you build your brand uh, Carter is, uh, he's helped me in, in my, in my saving of money, mm -hmm. of understanding how to keep more money. It's one thing to make a lot of money, but how to keep it is something I think that a lot of people, um, just kind of breeze over mm -hmm. until you have a tax bill until you realize, wow, I made a whole bunch of money, but where did it all go? Yeah. Which I think, in my opinion, this is, that's why I like Carter's message so much out of everybody here. I'm more attracted to his message because that's how I started. Mm -hmm. It helped me understand money because then I started seeing, oh, wow, I didn't make any more money, but I have more now. Mm. And with the having more, I was able to do something with it. So uh, Annie single, y'all. And George. <laughs> and George. Oh, George is the first person to help me understand that uh, my biggest expense was food. And in terms of like, understanding like money, not only just like your own money, but I think George is brilliant with understanding the landscape of money as a whole for people, Definitely. higher level. Like it is a real language. He said like, he mentioned like the language of money. Understand there's a, there's a specific language mm -hmm. and you have to like take the money, mm -hmm. make the money, invest the money, but you got to do it all simultaneously. And George is, he, he definitely have the, has the receipts of helping people build true wealth. Somebody said to me that they say, yo, David, you are getting rich, but you're not building wealth. Mm. It's like one of my mentors said, yo, you make a lot of money, but he said, I wouldn't consider it building wealth just yet. And, uh, the first person I thought of was, uh, George, in terms of like how do how do we really start to 
impact our culture, our family, mm-hmm. our communities mm-hmm. with this wealth conversation. So this is going to be really, this really tour is good. about to be man. lit. Before we close out, Carter, can you dispel a, a rumor or, or a myth or whatever, a debate between mm-hmm. David and I? Okay. Can we, as influencers, podcasters, and coaches whose appearance mm-hmm. matters to our business, can we write off all or a portion of our clothing? If you get your, you're going to jail, Donnie. If you get your logo visibly stitched on it, like if you get like the, the social proof of Donnie Wiggins, whatever logo visibly stitched on it, and you wear it out, then yes, you can write off the clothes. You can write off the stitching cost, the clothing cost, and every time you take it to the cleaners. Maybe, but, maybe say it again because I don't think she understands it. I still don't think she understands. So this dress, I can't write off. No, because it doesn't have any type of logo. Because when it has your logo on it, you're now advertising for your business. Like I'm wearing this brilliant black billionaire in the, in the making shirt. Because but I don't see your logo. It's but the trademark we own. Okay. So it's it's it's, it's still a logo trademark or you know whatever. And so the the jacket he's wearing, the clothes that we're wearing, we get to write these off on our taxes because it's our brand and we own the. She logo. wants to write off a Birkin or like. You can't. I mean, that's just that's. Just she's bad. wild, bro. I don't even own a Birkin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, it's coming. Is it coming? Do you see that for me? I see that for you. You see that for me. There you go. Mm-hmm. So are you are you clear? You can't do that. I'm hearing different She's advice. Like her I'm hearing there's percentages. I mean, that's my advice. You can take that. You know, you know. I'm not with you. That's my advice, and we're on the air, so I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> Let's close this out with um, um, just kind of just a, a word of wisdom. We got to put a whole bow on this thing, uh, <sighs> and letting them know why this is going to be the year that changes their life. Um. I mean, it's 2023. It's the year for you to be financially free. I mean, you've been, we've been in poverty, poverty mindset for too long, and now it's just time for a change, and we're going to be the engineers of that change. Mm. George, talk to us. The value of anything is the amount of life you're willing to trade for it. And in 2023, you're going to- Dang, that was good. Hold on. Can we say that again? Clap that up, please. That was good. That was good. <laughs> say, say it again. That joint hit me. The value of anything is the amount of life you're willing to trade for it. And in 2023, I feel like people are going to start to wake up and realize the value of their time, right? And the importance of stepping into who they were called to be um, to really live the life of their dreams, right? And we want this tour to be kind of a beacon of light to expedite that journey. I love it. I love it. Donnie Wiggins, you want to close this out? I don't have a whole lot to say, man. I'm just so proud of Olivia (laughs) right now. This was good. We're going to let Olivia and Carter live. Uh, anyway, no, you guys, we're not? we're not? Not at all. Close us out, Donnie. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> all right, you guys. So we are going on tour, the Social Proof and Melanin Money Tour, where we are bringing you our tagline that I forgot, but George knows it. The proof, proof is in the profit. The proof is in the profit. So we are elevating you in areas of business, entrepreneurs, how to be a CEO, how to market yourself and how to make the money so that you can be the proof and have the profit. You will see the link in the description of wherever you're watching this. You will also see the link in all of our bios and we can't wait to see you. Don't forget, drop in the comments, the nearest major metropolitan city that you're located in and And if we missed you, maybe we'll add you. See you soon. Let's get it. Bye. Peace. You just watched this whole episode. If you like this episode, watch this one right here. Click right here. You're going to like this one if you like the one you just watched. Check it out.
a lot of people are a mile wide and an inch deep in what they do. We need to be an inch wide and a mile deep. So I think you need to become a master or expert in something. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.